Before raising the capital, here's what I would say. Many guys, you think your idea is worth millions of dollars. It might well be, but don't be afraid to run it and present it to many people. Take the punches on that idea and they're going to make it better. Don't start investing your money before you've had people give you honest feedback on your ideas. Listen to the market, see where it's going and evolve with your idea. Hello and welcome to the Solar Maverick podcast, where solar meets entrepreneurship and experience. I'm your host, Benoit Thanjan, so let's get into it. Hi, this is Benoit, your host, the Solar Maverick podcast. The podcast is brought to you by Renew Energy. We're a solar developer and consulting firm. Our website's reneuenergy.com. I'm really excited to have Johan Hispa. He is the CEO and founder of Landgate. Landgate is the leading provider of information, data solutions, and an online marketplace for U.S. commercial land resources, solar, wind, carbon, oil and gas, minerals, and water. The companies help landowners, real estate agents, and investors understand property rights, values, and transact on its online marketplace. Landgate platform applies its technology to provide deal, leads, comp data, data analytics, and online software to substantially reduce investor costs. I'm excited that Johan has decided to be on the podcast the day that they announced the press release of closing on their Series B round with Nextera Energy. If you don't know Nextera Energy, it's one of the largest clean energy companies in the U.S., and it's a validation of their technology. And I appreciate him wanting to the day the press release comes out to release this episode of the podcast. Johan, prior to starting Landgate, was the executive director of engineering at Resperto and led the engineering and drilling operations for private equities mineral acquisition successfully divested for 3X. Johan has 17 years experience in energy and carbon industry in various technical and leadership roles. There are a lot of interesting things that Johan talks about during the podcast. Some of them are more detail in this great announcement of the Series B raise for Landgate with NextEra Energy, how the platform is disrupting the solar industry. And he also talks about what trends he's seeing in solar. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Solar Maverick podcast. Thank you for listening. Let's get into it. Hi, this is Benoit, your host of the Solar Maverick podcast. I'm really excited to have Johan Hispa. He's the CEO and co-founder at Landgate Corp. Johan, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Benoit. Thanks for having me on the podcast. Yeah, and I appreciate you making the time. Can you talk about your company, Landgate? Landgate was founded in 2016 in Denver, Colorado. We have employees all over the US. And in a nutshell, what we do is we make land resource deals, data and information efficient and accessible for everyone. Landgate is the leading provider of information, data solutions, and also an online marketplace for U.S. commercial land resources. So what does that mean? That means like solar, commercial solar farms, wind farms, carbon sequestration, whether it's like surface underground, oil and gas to we agnostic minerals and also water. So the company helps developers, investors, energy investors, real estate professionals, and also landowners. And we help them understand energy, environmental resource values, and they connect on the marketplace for everything that's land related. We apply our technology to provide leads, data and analytics and web applications so that developers, investors can reduce their costs and accelerate their land transactions. 
Yeah, that's amazing to hear. I mean, you're really disrupting the industry with your product. And there's so many different uses for investors, developers, and real estate in the energy industry. So that's really exciting. And I appreciate you having some exciting news to share on the podcast with the press release today. Can you talk about that? Yeah, for sure. Excited to talk about that. I'll start with where we started. As I said, we started in 2016. And in 2019, we received a Series A funding from the Rice Investment Group. And they are like extremely respected energy tech investor. We've been blessed to work with the Guys, the Rice Investment Group. And now the news is we've closed recently a Series B funding round led by Nextera. So the largest clean energy company in the world. So we're very excited because on one hand, we have very cool and top energy tech investors in the US with our Series A. And on the other hand, we have now a stamp of approval for our technology also from the biggest clean energy company in the world. And if you guys are curious to, I'm saying like, Thinkster is a fantastic partner to be with. Just look up their share price. It's crazy. It's exponential curve that's growing. And it's a dream of any CEO. So I'd be surprised if they are not the largest energy company in the world in a year or two, given like where their share price is trending. And just say next year for us is a stamp of approval. And they come as an investor. We have strict policies in terms of confidentiality of data. So just emphasizing that it's just a technological stamp of approval there from a very large company that loves our technology. That is huge. And that's an amazing achievement to have Nextera really validate your product Landgate with their Series B investment. And congratulations. I appreciate you sharing this on the Solar Maverick podcast first. We spent five years developing products and a very disruptive technology. Now we are like pushing on the accelerator and growing. That's what this funding is going to help us achieve. And it's just the beginning, right? It's just the beginning. We're very excited. Can you talk about what makes Landgate different? I'll start with my background because we're not like software guys. We come from the development side at Landgate, whether it's energy in general, solar in particular, and also from the P-backed type investments. We're deploying capital for private equities and the good old business model of like buying or leasing for low and selling for higher. We've done that before Landgate successfully. And so coming from that background, from a development and investment standpoint, I can tell you that the traditional business model out there has two big issues. Number one is sourcing the deals, finding those deals. It's very difficult. What we were doing in the past, in our past life before Landgate, was having an army of land professionals cold calling people and knocking on doors. I compare that to basically having taxi drivers knocking on the neighborhood's doors and saying, do you need a ride? That's basically yes. what we were doing. The success rate was very low, like 0.3%, which is typical, 0.3, meaning you talk to 300 landowners, land owners, yes. you close on one. That's what it means. You have a lot of costs to get there. You spend a lot of time looking at it from an investment standpoint, costs you a lot as well in time and in money. The second problem was how do you value those deals fast enough so that they don't go away? And that was the second issue. Knowing those two issues of sourcing deals, finding deals and valuing those deals quickly enough, that's why we create Langate to simplify all of that, the whole transaction process upstream of the deals type. So we built very differentiated product advantage by digitizing entirely the data and the valuation for the land resources. 
So any land resource, solar, wind, carbon, mineral, oil and gas, any type. And I'll tell you why we're agnostic also later. So then in that case, we present all of those applications and data, completely digitized, conditioned data to developers, investors, real estate professionals, which is more chewed up data for them. Talking on the solar side, they can run engineering feasibility studies in minutes. They can run them in minutes. And that makes a whole difference in terms of cost. You don't need to wait a month, two months and spend 1500 grand on a engineering study. You can run it. All the data is connected, all the price nodes, LMPs, incentives, exclusion zones. You can set up your rates, operating costs, capital costs, irradiance. All of it is set up. We can look at that later. So that's a big thing we've done, digitizing the data process and the valuation part. What also makes us different is that digitization and creating all the aspects of land, it helps us attract landowners. Because if I'm a landowner, I want to know maybe about my minerals. So I'm going to look them up. And what I want to know is how much is it worth? Plain and simple, just like the Zillow style with this estimate. They want to know how much it's worth. So we've digitized that aspect for 170 million parcels in the US. We present it to the landowners. One thing we've learned with time is we don't want to set expectations too high. So that's something we work on when we present the data to the landowners is our job is to make the deal happen between the developers, investors, and landowners. So the data we present to the landowners is trying to not set expectations too high there as well, but to present them enough data where they can come and generate those leads that we present to the developers. The bottom line is the developers, investors lower their cost overall by this generation of leads. One springboard that we've been using through our partnerships and one big partnership we have is with Realtors Land Institute, which is part of the National Association of Realtors. By the way, we're moderating a panel for them next week in San Antonio. Mm -hmm. So hopefully we can see some of you guys there. The land real estate agents, those guys already talk with landowners. They're already in touch with them. And we have right now on the platform over 600 land real estate agents, professionals subscribed and using the data and sourcing more leads. So they access the data and they access energy deals that they didn't know before because they didn't have the information for that. And that helps us bring tons of deals, leads to developers and investors. That's a big difference. And that's creating network effect. Now, all the real estate agents, they're like, you don't have Langate? <laughs> There's so many different things to unpack, which I feel like later on the podcast that you'll talk about. But really, it's making the developer and investors and landowners life a lot easier and finding that perfect partner. And then basically automating a lot of processes that you would need a lot of man hours to do, not just acquiring the land with landmen, but also the financial evaluation and all the data that you're bringing into it for it to be like a transparent process. So that's really interesting to hear about that. Yeah, no, very excited like to offer on those products. You talked about some of this, but how do you help solar developers specifically? I know you covered some of this with what you just said, but I think it would be helpful to reiterate it because it was a lot of information. Sure, I'll share my screen. And sure. I know we're on a podcast and I'll talk about it. And then some users can go on your YouTube channel and see what I'm showing as well at the same time. The three products we offer again is data, web apps, and lead generation. These are the three products. In terms of data, we have everything. Solar, wind, elect type data, 
we have the most complete data sets out there. Obviously, all the solar farms in the US with all the data and production generator type allocation. We have transmission lines also with max capacity and available capacity on those transmission lines. So very important data for developers. So we have 99.9% coverage on transmission lines. On available capacity, we have, let's say, around 65-70% coverage on the available capacity of transmission lines. 99.9% coverage of substation with interconnection queue data that's populating there on the screen. Developers can set preferences and alerts when a project goes up in the queue. Also, in terms of like price nodes, it's extremely difficult to obtain price node data. I'd say proudly we have 99% coverage of price nodes with historical prices, current pricing updating every 10, 15 minutes, depending on the ISO and slash RTO. So extremely hard, those price node data points. That's the data component. Same thing for the wind. We also have something very unique, distribution lines. Good luck finding distribution line data with interconnected DR with hosting capacity, as I was showing. Yes. And I mean, like from the small voltage, 13 kilovolts, less than 40 kilovolts, extremely hard to obtain these data. We have around, I'd say, 50, 60% coverage for distribution lines. It's all streamlined. It's all coming from like hundreds of data sources and conditions presented in a very easy way on the web app, but also API downloadable and connected to for developers or investors. So they can just pull the data in if they need. The economic web app, what we've done is we've completely digitized it. And that's what I was saying earlier, in terms of engineering feasibility study, we can pick up, I'm a developer or a potential investor. I want to know, let's say, a potential solar site, if it's a good site or not. Traditionally, I would spend like 1,500 grand, spend a month. You can do that literally in minutes. So select parcels, It picks up automatically the exclusion zones. You can set your buffer setbacks. You can draw your own arrays from a design economic standpoint, not construction, right? You can draw your own arrays based on the exclusions you're seeing in those locations and then set up production start date, capital costs, capital expenditure times, irradiance, LMP price nodes, everything PPA data, operating costs, capital costs. You choose your panels. It pulls automatically the data, calculates number of panels based on your topography spacing, your maintenance spacing, the panel efficiencies, calculates the operating capacity. You do your Gentai connection to the substation. It automatically calculates it or you can draw it. And you have all the BOS type interconnection costs, network expansion. So you can model all of that. It's all preloaded. What we're doing is making it super easy where an investor can run economics in a matter of minutes. And then they get full cash flow economic analysis with future production and PV value, future cash flows of those projects. And they can test it. They can run sensitivities on those in a matter of minutes. Now they can go back and change capital costs, operating costs, any of the assumptions we preloaded, customize the PPAs. Let me do some sensitivity to know what type of PPA, what economic impact it would have. You can spit out a economic engineering report in seconds that comes with a full-blown economic report with cash flows, 
and all the type of projections, reserves, performance, system parameters take seconds. You export that. So that's on the web economic apps that we have, and we call that solar power val. The data, we call that power data. And do you have any questions? No. It's pretty impressive, honestly, to like take all this data and information that would take so much money and time and from all these different resources and be able to basically focus on what the developer would be focused on and to help them make a decision on whether to move forward with the landowner. So this is really interesting. And I appreciate you walking us through it. As I say, you can do that for potential sites. The other product we have, we talked about leads. We obviously have, I'd say, like over 10,000 deals coming to the platform from real estate agents, from directly from landowners. And you're not seeing all of them. They are, they're like, as you yes. zoom in, you see more of them. Developers, investors, subscribe can get access to those deals and leads. Landowners also claim ownership, just zero style. And that provides information by those guys. And we send those as leads. What the developers, investors can also do is manage search. They can search for parcels based on all the data we have, meaning like distance to substation, our calculated, estimated capacity for each parcel sure. and group of parcels, acreage, and any type of search that you can imagine. You can search these parcels, create those groups of parcels. And obviously, you get the ownership, actually the best ownership in the U.S. from a partner of ours, CoreLogic, extremely good ownership data from the parcels they provide. So you get that all in there. And you can also manage those deals and those parcels where I can share that across with my team and write notes about each of those parcels. Like, hey, I made an offer, $600 per up a year for this landowner. Benoit, what I write, you see it, our colleague sees it, and it's live. It's like a CRM tool that you can connect to Salesforce. And that's extremely powerful for lead management, land deals type management. Yeah, that is extremely powerful. And I appreciate you sharing how Landgate helps solar. I know you talked about it, but to go more specific, how does Landgate help solar investors specifically? We have developers on one side, they want to locate like those great sites for solar farms to develop a solar farm. On the investment side, what we also see, and we have many, many customers, private equities and investment groups, some of them, or a lot of them, they want to buy solar rents, royalties. So I'm a landowner, I'm renting my land, I have a lease and I'm receiving rent payments every month from the solar farms that's on my land. We've completely digitized every solar farm in the US. So we know exactly where they are. Same thing for the wind farms. We've digitized them even when you cannot see them on the maps. So that means when it's planned, when it's under construction, or when the imagery is not up to date. It's completely digitized, which means that you can very easily extract from our lead generation also tool. Now, I want to know all the parcels that have a solar farm, also wind farm on it. Tell me who owns that. That's the type of data set that investors like a lot. And then they do their land work at that point to contact the landowners. We do also have these deals coming to the platform through the real estate agents, bringing yes. all those landowners with solar rents already that are ready to sell them. You also obviously work with capital markets and insurance. Can you talk about how you help those two markets? When we've digitized everything in terms of data and economics, I can select the position of any electricity producer in the US. I select their position and I run economics on those. I'd call them NAV. 
net asset values. That would include producing assets, under construction, plant, also potential sites that you would add. You can risk those differently based on cash flows as a from an investment standpoint. And then you can go compare all of those large publicly traded companies and just compare their future cash flows, compare their future production. Look at the risk. You can stress those net asset values by weather. What if the production goes down in Texas sure. for like a week or two? What is the exposure of company A to a URI storm type scenario in Texas? So you can incorporate that with weather data and other type of sensitivities that you want to run and see the exposure of those companies' production to this type of events. As a leading authority in the solar industry, life gets very busy. In addition to traveling the world as a speaker and for my entrepreneurial ventures, I'm a son, friend, investor, and entrepreneur. And when it comes to delivering a great sounding show for my listeners, I choose Podcast Laundry. All I have to do is record and send and the rest is done. They do the dirty work of podcasting for me. Yes, social media graphics, quotes, show notes, master editing, and much more. All I have to do is record. So if you're a busy podcaster like me with an engaged audience and want to free up your time to do more of what you you love, like going to the gym or spending time with loved ones, go to podcastlaundry.com to schedule your consultation or call 347-871-8273. That's podcastlaundry.com or 347-871-8273. What's amazing to me is how many uses of the software for many different types of parties, which makes it extremely valuable. It's a lot of information that you're providing value to it. So that's really interesting. And I appreciate you explaining and going into that detail. What about existing solar asset owners? How does the software help them? Well, the same way as we calculate net asset values, NAVs. Yes, NAVs. If yes. you're an existing like solar asset owner, you can build your own assets and we help you do that. You can build your own assets and just look at the future cash flows. So you can run sensitivities on PPAs, NMPs, the PPA contracts, they're getting shorter and shorter. Yeah, definitely. That's a great point. Merchant power. Right. You can model that. You Risk, can model yeah. that. You can run those tools. Hey, you can look at competitors as well, which is pretty cool, and compare yourself. So that's how existing solar asset owners can use that. And you provide energy, LMB, pricing, capacity pricing. It's updated, as I say. I don't know any company that has what we have. We have 99.9% .9 coverage on price nodes in the U.S., extremely, extremely hard data to obtain. And we have those prices updating, depends on the ISO-RTO every 10, 15 minutes. The users also have a choice to set some futures, to use our futures and all the ones we're picking up from the hub of the futures of the LMPs, plugging PPAs, plugging their own futures type custom prices there. And they can do that in Excel automatically, upload it and rerun it. Can you talk about how do developers and investors access leads on Landgate? We have two types of leads. One, I'd call them the hot leads. They are like your landowners raising their hand and saying, I want to ride, <laughs> give me the Uber app type thing. What I can say is this high success of closing with those guys. You're not knocking on a cold door. They raise their hand. So they're ready to have a deal. There's even much higher success of closing if they're using a real estate agent. So if a land real estate agent brought the deal to the platform, the likelihood of the deal closing is extremely high. So that's what I call hot leads. So we yes. get those 10,000 plus and we keep adding to them as we keep on boning more and more land real estate agents to the platform. And when I say land real estate agents, 
they don't work for LandGate. They are subscribing and paying LandGate to use the data. And they're bringing all those deals to the developers and investors. This great deal for the real estate agents and great deal for the developers and investors. The second type of lead is what I call the high value lead. You can really generate using our data and power leads, the lead generation tool. You can generate search for those parcels, extract the parcels that meet your buy criteria, knowing that also we've estimated and run the estimated AC capacity and economics on all the parcels in the US. That's 170 million plus parcels. So we run those. You can use this data to filter the parcels that you want, distance to substation, you name it. You extract those yourself in our app, and then you get the ownership from the relationship with our partner, CoreLogic. So automatically get that. And these are like what I'd call, again, high value leads. You've used high tech and streamlined data to extract the leads that will be like your high value leads. The traditional business model in the past was engineers spending a couple of months giving a buy area, saying, oh, put a circle on the map, handing it to a a land team and saying, all right, go find deals that way and then go knock on doors. That was tough. Everyone has done it. It's not an easy one. If you can pinpoint exactly the parcels, you have the information about who owns this parcel and then you can contact those high value leads That's you streamlining and making yourself much more efficient. You kind of actually talked about this, but can you go into more detail about how does LandGate platform have comp data? So the comp data is when the landowners or real estate agents create listings or they want to find out. So the landowner wants to find out about the information about resource on his or her land. They go to claim ownership and then they give us information as the platform because we help them as they give us more data then they get better information for their parcel. And that helps us as a platform to get additional data points that makes it a living platform, building data. So we have tons of comp data for any type of resource deals that we're building and keep adding to. And our subscribers, developers, investors, they take advantage of that. So they use this data. And that's also how, by the way, we calibrate the um, economics we run. That's really helpful to know. And you're acquiring so much data from all these different resources. It would be great to understand like what trends are you seeing in solar based on your data? I'll put like a couple of trends there that we're seeing. And again, we're not part of the deals. We connect people with like a platform. We're here to present those leads and create easy user access to the platform or like API access but we're not in the middle of the deals. We do see the trends of the deals. Some interesting trends that I'll compare and I'll tell you about. If you look at solar deals like a year, two years ago for investors wanting to buy solar rents. So the landowner is receiving cash flows. I'm an investor, I want to buy those. A year or two years ago, that was trending at PV10. Uh-huh. So present value, 10% discount rate. Now we're seeing the trend with more and more ESG money out there to buy those royalties. They call it like renewable royalties. Yes. There's more ESG money going out there to do that. The trend is that they're buying it now at PV6, so 6% discount rate. So they're basically taking cash at like one, one and a half percent and buying future cash flows at 6%. So that's the trend. And to compare, because we have the mineral side also on the platform, to compare on the mineral side, well, they were selling at PV6, I'd say six, seven years ago. Now PV15, it's hard to move at that point. So these are the interesting trends we're seeing. And by the way, one thing I haven't emphasized is the reason we're agnostic is because landowners 
come look for different data. And what we see often is they come search the value of their land for like, let's say minerals. And then they find out that they can make more money leasing it for solar or wind. We see a lot of those trends. That's why we want to present all the resources on the platform and we agnostic that way. All the trends we're seeing on the leases is that the lease prices in dollar per acre per year have increased with time and they keep increasing. That's what we're seeing. All the type is on the development side, Texas is seeing a lot of development currently. Because to see what you guys think about the Texas development, they don't have tons of incentives in Texas. But what I do think they have is they have a lot of experienced energy professionals who are now turning to renewables. Yeah, I agree with you on that. The incentives are pretty low. It's actually pretty non-existent. It's geographic around Austin or like Travis County. And we keep updating all of those all the time, whether it's state-specific, PPI, FIT, any of the incentives, or whether they are like more localized. We update that all the time and the users access that. Texas obviously has high solar radiance. Land costs are relatively cheaper. You could do large utility scale projects. I think there's just a lot of capital coming into the solar space. So as you said, like the return expectations have gone lower for projects. One of the really interesting things that you said is that the landowner is actually looking for the right energy resource for their land. So they're not coming at it like a solar developer would. From a marketing standpoint, your typical landowner is a very conservative guy. And <laughs> he's a very conservative guy. So... But that's the education part there of like presenting all the data we're presenting from a, an agnostic way. And then at the end, the landowner will want to make more money on his or her lands and to keep doing what he or she loves doing, right? Like farming or ranching, they just need additional income. Wherever that income comes from, if it comes from solar, great. So that's following the trends of where the economics and where the development is active. And right now it's on the renewable side. That's what we think. And it's a big land grab. I can tell you that from experience. It's hard to find good, clean sites in the U.S. There's a big land grab all over the U.S. happening. It's interesting because I was spending a lot of time reviewing Landgate and how many sites all over the country were on your platform, which was pretty amazing to see. Yeah, thanks. I know some people they are like concerned about the queues and how to get available capacities and how to get on the substation and put that production on them. Or like, am I going to be able to build a farm there and to get on the queue? What I'd say is if you look at other energy types, oil and gas, the same thing happened back then for the Permian. And they didn't have takeaway capacity. Yeah. But they kept going at it. And land grabs and then later like development is going to work out, right? <laughs> we all know where the train is going. And the capacity will come. So that's why I think it's that trend of land grab and going finding those sites is very important. Just kind of changing course a little bit. Can you talk about the carbon offset power valve and the carbon storage power valve products that you have? Sure. So any land resource, big push on the common side. Everything we've done for solar, wind, all the other resources on the land, we include carbon. So a carbon offset power valve is a economic web app that calculates surface common offset sequestration and the common credits it would generate. It's a tool, select multiple parcels and calculate those common offsets based on everything. We're using VRA protocols, standards for all those calculations for existing trees, reforestation potential based on where you're located, how much water you're getting, the precipitation based on the soil types that you have. 
So all of that is in one tool where you can generate those common offsets engineering reports. The common storage power valve is on the underground. So let's say I'm an energy company. I want to use those old wells to push CO2 into those wells to store the CO2 there. Well, I can use LandGate tools where we have the CO2 pipelines. Very hard to obtain CO2 pipelines, CO2 emitting facilities. And then you can locate old PNA wells close to those facilities and all those pipelines and then run economics based on how many tons of CO2 you can inject into those old wells and speed out economic reports on those. It's amazing all the different capabilities that your platform is providing. And that's a huge opportunity with carbon and offsets and storage. Everyone's looking for that. I know you just finished raising your Series B. As you know, having your own company is a marathon, not a race. Are you actively hiring now that you have completed your Series B? Yeah, we're actually doing both. We're doing a race and a marathon. We're sprinting the marathon. That's what I'm calling it. Uh, Let me know how you do that. I have to learn. (laughs) Our podcast is about solar and entrepreneurship. I'll tell you, I have four kids and two small ones. I found like really cool workouts where I put a baby in front of me and I do lunges for like half a mile without baby. So you can't run with a baby, right? Yes. When you have them in front of you in a backpack, you walk the dog at the same time. So that's what I call sprinting marathon multitasking there. Yeah, but great question. So smart. <laughs> <laughs> what we're doing is we close on um, Series B with Nextera and leading that Series B with other investors. We're growing. We're growing fast. If you're a sales renewable energy guy out there, talk to us, send us an email. And if you're an engineer to analyst, we'd love to hear from you. We're growing fast. You can see the products we have unique business model we have, very disruptive. We're excited to grow our company. Yeah, definitely. And is there like a specific email that any job-related inquiries? Careers at landgate.com. Okay. And we'll have that as well in the notes of the podcast for anyone who's interested in applying to opportunities at Landgate. And I appreciate you sharing that, Johan. This podcast is about solar and entrepreneurship. Can you talk about what suggestions you have for entrepreneurs? I'd like to be humble to and say, I'd love to hear their suggestions <laughs> because I keep learning in terms of raising capital. Before raising the capital, here's what I would say. Many guys, you think your idea is worth millions of dollars. It might well be, but don't be afraid to run it and present it to many people and to take the punches on that idea and they're going to make it better. Don't start investing your money before you've had people give you honest feedback on your ideas. Listen to the market, see where it's going and evolve with your idea. That's what I would say. It worked well for us. Also on the financing side, there is the part where you want to keep as much ownership as you can. So it means like put your money where your mouth is. You think you have a good idea? Well, put that money and put your money there and risk it. How many times can you do that in your lifetime? So when you risk that, you build your ownership, you take your idea further, and you're going to have greater chance to attract investors later, rather than saying, hey, I have a great idea. How about you throw 10 million at me and I keep 80% ownership of the company? <laughs> it's not going to happen. <laughs> and in terms of financing, you know, Series A, Series B, and so on financing, again, we're doing that journey. But what I'd say is we've been very blessed by the partners we've picked. The Rice Investment Group on the Series A, they've done like SPACs on the renewable side. Great guys, very helpful, very supportive. On the Series B right now, he's getting a technological stamp of approval there from the lead next year on the B-Race. 
And then there's the compromise of like, you raise too early so that you give up equity or what you do. So obviously you want to keep as much ownership as an entrepreneur. But one thing I'd say is don't be afraid to keep equity in your company because those partners that you're going to get, they're going to help you. And the more equity you give them, the more they're going to help you. And so it's creating that alignment. Sure, you want to keep ownership in it. Thinking of it in terms of share price makes more sense than thinking of it in terms of ownership. Yeah, those are all great suggestions. That is so true. Like if you have the right partners, they're going to be more invested the more equity that they have in the company, which will help the overall valuation going forward. That's a really great point. Sometimes a lot of entrepreneurs are focused on keeping the most equity, but the investor, they have to have enough money or equity in the game to make it worth their time to add value to you. So that's a great concluding point on that. Yeah, thanks. Oh, anytime. And the two other points you said as well is so valid. You have to basically test your idea and reiterate it because there's a lot of great ideas, but you have to take certain actions to make sure. Well, is there a market yeah. for it? Do people yes, want market. It? Yeah. Do people want it? So do your surveys, talk to people. Would you like that? Would it help you? Would you buy it? Because it might be a great idea that you want, but maybe others don't want it. These were great suggestions. And it's interesting as well, like how you started your entrepreneurship journey or what got you interested in entrepreneurship. I found this very interesting that you spoke about in the pre-interview. Can you talk about your experience? Obviously, you can hear that I didn't grow up in the US. I'm very thankful to be in the US and be American. And having been able to create this company, I think I could only do that in the US. And opportunities that I'm seeing here, fantastic opportunities. The journey, I grew up in a village at the border of Spain and France. I grew up in a village of 80 people, excluding the cows and the sheep. <laughs> <laughs> so a farming, ranching village. I'm a mix of like half Spanish, quarter French, quarter Italian. So there is this 10 years old kid in that village. And then I'm hearing of Jim Irwin, the American astronaut, commander of Apollo 15, who was going to the big city of like a thousand people plus. That big city next to my village, a uh, very Christian guy. And then he was going to give a speech in that town. And then so I went to a tent and listened to Jim Irwin. I was around 10 years old. At the end of his speech, he says like, you guys want to come up and I'll sign some autographs. And you see this 10 years old, like running like crazy to the stage and jumping on stage and going to talk to Jim Irwin. And then I still have that picture. I know like on the YouTube channel, you're going to be able to see it where he handed me his picture of him landing on the moon and he That's autographed it and said, Yuan, united in the love of God. And I'm taking time because I'm translating. He wrote it in French. Yeah. Smart man. And I mean, <laughs> smart man, like very impressed. At that point, I was thinking either I'm going to become a pilot or I'm going to become a scientist. I got a scholarship from the French defense department, went into the Air Force Academy to do a bachelor there. So I was going to become a pilot. And then a girl changed my mind. And then I became a scientist. <laughs> but one thing for sure is I wanted to go to the US. After two masters, I went to do my third master in the US and then was excited to start my American journey. Yeah, that's an amazing story. If you go to the YouTube channel, you'll see the picture that Jim Irwin signed on the moon, which is pretty amazing to see. This has been a great interview with you, Johan on the Solar Maverick podcast. What's the best way for our listeners to learn about Landgate or more about you? Well, ping me on LinkedIn. Happy to talk with you, with anyone and see how we can help you, see how we can connect. Also, you can contact us on account 
at landgate.com. Again, Renoy, thanks for having me on the Salon Maverick podcast. Very excited to share those news and to talk about Landgate. Yeah, definitely. And all the information that you said on the contact information and your LinkedIn profile will be on the notes for the podcast. I appreciate you sharing your Series B press release announcement on the same day as the podcast interview. And we appreciate the opportunity. I think our listeners, who we call Mavericks, will find this information very useful. And it's interesting to learn how you're disrupting the industry using software as a platform when it comes to land. Well, thanks. Data is the hardest community in the world. If you look like 10 years ago, it was like those top market cap companies. They were all like energy companies. And now they're all data companies. Data companies. (laughs) They're all data companies. It's all about data and Mm -hmm. what you're able to do with your software. You were not able to do 10 years ago with cloud computing and all these other sort of technology improvements. You're able to basically create innovation for the industry. So I appreciate everything that you're doing. And I know you wanted to become a pilot and weren't able to, but you're a solar. I was able to. Yeah, I was able to. Oh, yeah. Oh, good one with the Maverick. Good one. one. (laughs) With the new Top Gun 2 coming out with Tom Cruise. Exactly. Yeah. No, that's going to be fun. Yeah. No, I have a lot of friends. They're like pilot, actually, friends like in Europe and in the US. They are like pilots and great friends. And yeah, excited to be on the podcast. Thanks for the opportunity. Anytime. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Solar Maverick Podcast. The Solar Maverick Podcast is brought to you by Renew Energy. We're a solar development and consulting firm. If you believe that this podcast is adding value to you, please give us a five-star review and share with those that you think could benefit from this information. Please email all questions, suggestions, and feedback to info at renewenergy.com. That's I-N-F-O at R-E-N-E-U-Energy.com. The Solar Maverick Podcast is produced by Podcast Laundry and executive produced by Benoit Thangen and Kevin Y. Brown. 